Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you're walking in love, you're not going to be envious of people. You're not going to be jealous of people. Uh, you're not going to be striving with people, right? And if you're walking in love, you're not going to be causing division in the body of Christ because things don't get done your way. And, and Paul said the carnal Christian is just a very selfish person. It's all about me, 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 what I want, when I want, how I want it. And the carnal Christian really has a, a lot of similarities with a spoiled baby, right? Have you ever seen a spoiled baby? The little spoiled baby just screams and throws fits if anything doesn't go their way, right? And, and because all the baby thinks about me, 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 what I want. Now, John the Baptist said in John 3.30, he said, he must increase and I must decrease. And he's talking about Jesus in your life. More of Jesus, less of my selfish, carnal nature. Now, how do we do that? Well, Ephesians 4.2 says, with all lowliness and gentleness, let lo- with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So again, here, how do we do that? Well, uh, long-suffering, right? I mean, that's what love is about. And throughout the Bible, loving people is about bearing with them, loving one another, keeping unity in the bond of peace. Those things just go together in the Bible in the definition of love, unity, peace. That's what God wants, right? In other words, Christians should put up with the idiosyncrasies of others Right, an effort to uh, keep the unity of the Spirit, right? And, and that's an important thing. And, and over the years, I've been a Christian quite a while now, and I've gone to quite a few churches and served at churches, and there's always been people that annoy me at churches, right? And, uh, but here's the thing. I know that I annoy other people too. And so it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do? We've got to love one another. We've got to, you know, suffer long, right? That's just part of it. In 1 Peter 4, 8, he says, Above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. And see, that's important to understand. If you really love your brothers and sisters in your church, then love covers a multitude of sins. You know, when you love someone, it covers a multitude of sins. What does that mean? It means that you give them grace, that you treat them better than they deserve, right? That you, no matter what they do, that, you know, you can let it slide. The second cure for cardinality is, number one, love. Number two is taking in the Word of God and allowing it to change your life. In Ephesians 4.11, it says, For he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things uh, into him who is the head, Christ. In other words, the purpose of the church is that God uses it to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, that we can grow up, no longer being children, as he says in verse 15, but that we can grow up in love. In other words, when you go to church, you hear the word of God taught, then you have a choice to say, oh, I agree with that. Oh, I need that in my life. Lord, change me. Help me to work in my life. We need to be thinking, how does this apply to me? And God, help me to do that, right? See, 
uh, it's only through the word of God that you can grow spiritually when you allow it to have its effect in your life. You grow spiritually strong because the word of God nourishes our spirit. Just as when you eat physical food, it nourishes your physical body, the word of God nourishes you spiritually. And there are church experiences that just feed your emotion and your psyche, but not your spirit. Uh, In Hebrews 4, 12, he said, For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and spirit. So the word of God can discern the difference between emotional and spiritual, right? Whether it's just psychological or it's a spiritual thing. And people experience in churches sometimes purely emotional experiences, and they misinterpret that as being spiritual. And, and, and you know, uh, there are those who always are chasing after emotional experiences, and there's nothing wrong with emotional experiences, right? I love to come to church and worship, and, and you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you're just singing and worshiping God, and there's just this, you know, emotional experience that you have. There's nothing wrong with that. That's great. I love that, right? Second Timothy 4.3 says, for there's going to come a time when people do not listen to the truth, but they will go around looking for teachers who will tell them just what they want to hear, right? Now, if you don't know this, we're living in a time like that. Now, I personally think that the reason that the church in America has grown weaker and weaker over the last 50 years is because less and less churches teach the Word of God, and people aren't spiritually strong. People are weak. In fact, I just read yesterday that 4,500 churches closed in 2019, and many more in 2020 and 21. I mean, churches are closing in America, right? And uh, people are not spiritually strong. And, and you wonder, how are the crazy people having such influence in our country and Christians are not? Well, some of it is because uh, the Word of God is not transforming people's lives and partly because uh, churches, are they have dancing bears and hoopla and that's what people want and, and they're not... They're not being transformed, right? When you come to church, the Word of God should convict your heart, right? When you're, oh, yeah, oh, me, yeah, oh, Lord, yeah, it worked out in my life, right? When you, I, I talked to one guy many years ago. He went to a, one of the biggest churches in the country, seeker-friendly church, and they said, oh, I go to this church and, and, uh, in Chicago, and, and I said, so what's it like? And he's like, man, it's so awesome. When you go there, it's like you're not even at church. He said, sometimes I forget I'm even at church. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's what I want. Right? I mean, like, I want to know that I'm at church, I'm worshiping God, and we're studying his word, and then he wants to speak to my heart, right? And then he wants to change me. God's word is written to you and me to help us to understand his plans and purposes. I want to ask you, what category are you in today, right? You think about it. Are you the natural man, not born again, living after the flesh? The spiritual man, born again, growing spiritually, being transformed by the word of God, walking in the spirit? Or the carnal Christian, that, that you accepted Jesus in your life, but envy and strife and division uh, are those those are just commonplace in your life and uh, you know you get offended easily and and you know really you're not growing spiritually so what category are you in today and that's important to think about that because the bible tells us that from time to time as believers we should assess where we're at spiritually right uh, because you know we all do it during football season it's starting a couple weeks right we all do it during football season your favorite team is playing the quarterback gets sacked, and then you sit there and say, oh, how could he do that? If I was in there, I would have thrown it way down there to that guy. We got a first down. I mean, we'd be awesome, right? Because that's what I'd do, right? Well, in church, you need to think about what are you, where are you, right? Because Paul said to the Corinthians there in uh, the church there in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty eight, 28, he said, but let a man examine himself. What does that mean? 
uh, well, they were having communion, and they were all doing weird things. And so Paul said, you need to think about your life. Examine where are you. Take a moment to think about where you're at in your spiritual journey. How are you doing? In 1 Corinthians eleven thirty one, he said, for if we judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So he's saying, look, we need to, from time to time, think about where am I at? Where am I going, right? And, and, and to ask yourself those simple questions. Are you making progress spiritually? Are you growing? Are you reading the word of God? Are, when you come to church, you're saying, oh, Lord, help that to work in my life, Lord. Make it so. Or are you in the same place that you were many, many years ago when you first accepted Jesus? Do you get offended easily? Do you live for self? Do you complain about everything, right? Where are you in that place? And here's the thing. God loves you, and he wants you to grow spiritually. And if I were to ask you, who do you think has a better life? Someone who's selfish and always me, 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 or someone who's loving and giving and full of grace, right? Well, you just think about it. You think about the selfish, the most selfish person you know. Think that right now. Just get a name in your head, the most selfish person you've ever met. Now I want you to think of the most generous, giving, kind person you've ever met. Who do you think has a better life, right? Who do you want to be? And, and here's the thing. It's very easy for me to understand that when Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive, right? Being a giver is so much greater than being a taker, and God wants you to grow. 2 Peter 3.18 says this, grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So God encourages us to grow spiritually. Why? Well, because he knows that when you grow spiritually, and you can love people who don't deserve to be loved, when you can give to people who don't deserve it, when you can forgive people who don't deserve to be forgiven, that produces a great life. When you can just give and you don't expect nothing back, right? When you live life, me, me, me. If I do this for you, what are you doing for me? If you're always about me, you're always going to be disappointed because the flesh is never satisfied, right? But, but when you can love people and you grow spiritually to the place where you can agape love people, you know, when you get up in the morning, like, who can I suffer long for today? <laughs> I mean, you just can enjoy life, right? Your marriage, your relationship with your kids, your parents, right? I mean, when you just look at like, hey, love endures all things, right? Bring it on. I love you. <laughs> when, it's just so much better. And Jesus said in John 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. How do you experience that abundant life in Christ? Well, it comes through growing spiritually and getting to the place where you are allowing the Holy Spirit to constantly transform you, to change you, to fill you. In Second Peter, or First Peter 1, 2, the scriptures exhort us to grow. It says, therefore lay aside malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all evil speaking. And as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. See, the word of God causes you to grow and God wants you to grow. And I would ask you, are you growing spiritually? Are you reading your Bible? Are you praying? Are you seeking the Lord? Lord, change me. And if you're not, well, then I would tell you that you could start this morning. You could make a change, right? And, and wherever you're at in your spiritual journey, spiritual man, natural man, carnal man, wherever you're at, God brought you here today because he loves you and he wants you to move forward. He doesn't want you to be stuck in the same old place. He wants you to be growing. He wants to take you to places that you've never been before, spiritually, intellectually, right? He wants to do things for you that you cannot do for yourself. And so how do you do that? Well, it starts by inviting him into your life. If you've never accepted Jesus, then you just pray and invite him in. We're going to pray this morning. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And if you have never accepted Jesus as your Savior, you can invite him into your life today. Or maybe if you're a carnal Christian and you accepted Jesus a long time ago, but you have the Holy Spirit tell you that, hey, you're quite selfish, quite envious, quite jealous of others, and, and that you think, I want to grow. I want to get past that me, me, me stage. I want to grow up. 
and you can invite him in today and rededicate your life. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer, and then we're going to have communion. So let's bow our heads, and uh, if you would like to invite Jesus in your life this morning, you can just repeat after me. I'm going to lead us in this prayer. You can just pray it from your heart. And uh, maybe if you did it a long time ago, but you want to rededicate your life, you want to start growing spiritually, then you can pray this prayer with us. Or, or maybe you are a Christian and, and, and you just haven't been growing and you want to grow, you can, re- you can pray this prayer as well. So repeat after me and you saints help us out. Dear Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I invite you into my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to follow you. Help me to grow spiritually. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you, and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will-